This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Anyone who threatens my grove is my enemy. Welcome back to The Instance, or to it for the first time. That's all right. If you haven't been here in the last 14, 15 years and you're just showing up, we'll take it. Not a problem. You know, whatever. Old timers, new timers, mid timers, whatever. Whatever you are, our doors are open. I'm Scott Johnson, joined today by Garrett Weinzerl. Hello, Garrett. Happy Friday, Scott. Happy Friday, everybody. Happy Friday. I mean, I like Fridays. At the end of the week, and if you're East Coast like I am, like damn near the end of the day, if, if you're at work, you're not thinking about work. No. You've mentally checked out. You're thinking about the weekend. You're thinking about unwinding, maybe <laughs> with some World of Warcraft. Yeah, yeah, but something something to that effect. Uh, one would hope that during this time of Warcraft uh, uh, lead up uh, that you're all thinking very hard about Warcraft and about what Shadowlands might be for your life, and I know we are. I'm more excited it's than I've ever been. The, I'm ready. The calm before the storm of an expansion. The, the tide is rolling back out and you're going, boy, I kind of feel done with everything. Maybe mm-hmm. I'll tinker with classic, but that's not my day-to-day thing. That's what I've been doing a little bit anyway. Oh. Uh, all before the, the monsoon that is Shadowlands just rains content upon us. Yeah, it's going to be great. And I'm excited. And we're a lot closer than you people think. I mean, we're maybe a month and a week, right? Do I have that right? Because it's October. Uh, t- oh, I forgot the date. It's the 27th, is it? Yeah, 27th. So <laughs> it's a little more than that, maybe. That. But we're looking at like, yeah. you know, give or take, it's a freaking month. And that's nothing. We're there. And we're going to be having it's, a blast. And I'm going to be uh, leveling again. I'm going to be playing new content. I'm going to be. That's not even the date that we need to look forward to. We're just waiting for pre patch. Pre patch right. is going to hit. And we're going to be like, oh, I need to figure out how my new stuff works. And maybe I'm going to go level a tune real quick with the new leveling experience. Yeah. You, you hung on to that uh, boost for a reason, Garrett. You're going to need it. I didn't. I didn't at all. Oh. I've used all my boosts. That's right. I forgot you. I, I used the boost to get through, as Peppy the hare would say, and start. Star Fox. Mm. Is, that, <laughs> is that what Peppy would say? He'd remember. say, use the boost to get through. Oh, well, who said do a barrel roll? Who was that? That wasn't. I think that was also. Oh, okay. Peppy, it wasn't was Slippy it? the Toad. Slippy the Toad never said anything. Slippy sucks. I, I, anytime <laughs> I would play that, I have fond memories of trying to kill Slippy every <laughs> single time I would play that with my cousin. Slippy sucks. On uh, multiple summers when the N64 was the hot jam. Oh, yeah. I missed the hot jam. It was a great, nice uh, console. Anyway, we got stuff to talk about today. A lot of Shadowlands information. A, a whole lot, actually. So sit back, enjoy. Let's do some side quests. While we were away, something cool happened. Well, you guys all know this, but the world got two new Afterlives animated shorts. We got Afterlives Maldraxxus, featuring a long-lost orc lady. We all thought, well, we didn't know where she was. Uh, that was last Thursday, and then yesterday, just yesterday, Afterlives Ardenweld, Weald, not Weld, Weald, Ardenweald, 
Yep. Uh, the former, all about the afterlife fate of Draca, one of the great fallen orcs of her time, and her role in the Maldraxxus Covenant, both of them on the heels of the Bastion Short, the start of the series. The latest one goes hard into some nature-loving elven lore with, I'm sad to admit, Bunch of characters I don't recognize. I have no idea who they are. Uh, I do uh, know this. You should. Do I? Should I know them? How do I know you them? Sh- you no. You shouldn't know them. Okay. They're new characters. Okay. So I, so I'm not the dumb one. I looked around. I'm thinking. Wait. Did I miss a thing? Is there some Malfurion fart off in the wind? I missed one day. Well, there was, was like, there was a Malfurion fart. He he was on screen for about three seconds. Okay. So I saw that bit uh, at the beginning. With another character you should know. You should know the bear. You should know the bear. You should know and you should know Malfurion obviously. And and that's that's kind of where known characters. Okay, so that's where they begin and end. And I knew, okay, so I knew him. I knew the bear. I just didn't know the whole point of the bear now as a blob and why this uh, little uh, Tumson-looking dude is uh, guarding him and what the hell we got the tall queen for and is she only the queen because she's tall? And, you know, I got all kinds of questions about these people. Well, now we know where we're... So the bear was the wild god Ursok, and now we know what happens to wild gods when they die. That's right. They get really They get hard and wheeled and apparently get, like, planted into pod seed things which one would assume is okay again my my elven knowledge runs thin but i i just want to make a guess here they get into these pod things they're nourished and fed over time and in the best of times one would assume there's plenty to go around of whatever's growing on those trees and so they're sucking that all up and eventually those pods will what burst forth and they're given a new life is there some sort of um not resurrection but the the, uh reincarnation sort of thing going on with night elves that I don't know about, like maybe you know, Garrett. You're the you're the elf lover. You just I wanna... am actually unclear on this, but that was the vibe I was picking up on. Okay, me too. Um, now he's in a staff, or no, the power that was his pod is in the staff. One that that makes me assume the bear's no more. He's out. He's done. So whoever that was also the vibe I was picking up on. Okay, so whoever whoever <laughs> whatever raid team that bear tanked for, you're screwed. You got to recruit somebody else because he's not coming back. Anyway, here's the point. Uh, that goat guy sure wants to protect that bear. He is serious about it. He wants that bear pod to be safe. He's using all he's got to do it. I respect that. I just don't understand it. But anyway, both of those are up and out on the official Warcraft site, YouTube channel, all that. So you can go watch it and enjoy it. Garrett, let's talk about these a little bit. Do you have a favorite so far? Like Bastion all the way through? We only have one left. So uh, yeah, yeah. There's no beating Bastion. Uh, sorry. Still Bastion <laughs> got, for you. Okay. We got one left. And nothing's going to be Bastion. I, um, I have to admit, I kind of think this latest one's pretty. I liked all of them. First of all, there was a lot of hate on the Draca thing. Uh, I didn't. I don't know why. I liked it. It was fine. It's an orc I liked lady. The Draca one quite a bit as well. See, um, you liked it. Was, it? I thought they tried to cram a lot of lore into a very short amount of time in the beginning when they were like maps and there's more maps and there's all these houses and let's rattle off names that you don't know. And okay, back on the Draca now. Uh-huh. Um, like I get that, but whatever. They don't have a lot of time to set up quite a bit of stuff. And sure. Maldraxxus as a, as a zone has uh, like almost like kind of a Game of Thrones-esque political intrigue thing kind of going on. And, and they didn't have a lot of time to explain that to, and then get back to Draca and her adventures yeah. uh, in the beginning of her time in her in the afterlife. Yeah. Um, so I, I thought it was fine. It, it, it's fine. And and this is supposed to be a supplemental piece that ties into the expansion. So I and I think it it accomplished that very well. Oh, yeah. When we get the um, with the actual expansion content, we're playing those quests in those in those zones. We're going to get all the backstory you can handle as long as you're, I guess, reading it and listening. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. To, honestly, to, to me, I think they've kind of gone in descending order of how much I like them. I think I like the first one the most, the second one, the second most and the third one 
the least most. That's interesting. I'm trying to decide where I land. I feel like I like. I feel like I really like the new one, despite my not understanding much about Ardenweald. Um, new one has my favorite music, without a doubt, by a landslide victory. The music is incredible in this. The art is awesome too. I just love it. The art's great too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, it's good I, in all um, of it. But I, I, okay, look from a story standpoint. Not, notwithstanding your particular bias toward anything to do with Arthas and, you know, all that stuff. All the Arthas mm-hmm. lore is an automatic win for you if they do it right. If they screw it up, then I'm sure Gare will be one of the most vocally uh, critical of it. But they didn't screw it up here. This Bastion stuff was good. But if I take away that, my tendency toward liking all things Lich King, I think I just like the tone of the third one more than any of them. The rest of them felt like, oh, this is a very alliance thing we're having in Bastion feels alliancey, and here's a very orcish uh, uh horde tone in the second one and then this third one just feels refreshing and different and kind of in an area that I don't spend a lot of time in and maybe that's the problem is I don't elf around a lot so 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 it just that worked for me in a, in a weird way um and she's the queen chick is cool she's like 90 feet tall and up there going your heart in fact I have a quote here her heart is pure where is it I put it in here here he is. Your heart is pure. Oh, you gotta love that. That's like some, uh, hey, uh, Frodo, get your butt to uh, Mordor and throw the ring in the fire kind of talking, right? That's great. Yeah, yeah. No, it's 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 good. There's some really good world building. I love the music. Uh, I I saw the, the, for me personally, I saw the Twitter explosion before I actually went and watched it myself and everyone was like, oh, I cried. And I watched it and I was like, I didn't know when to cry because I didn't understand if the screen lady was good or bad. <laughs> like they teed up in, in, in a, an aggressive way that for me, I was just going, wait, is he being duped into like consuming the soul and the seed? Or are we supposed to feel something emotional here? I don't know where these characters stand because they're new characters and you've set up this point where you're not sure if you can trust them or not. So I, I to me, I thought on a, on a character aspect, it, it didn't work for me. I get you. Um, it didn't have the same uh, poll as you watching Arthas, son of yeah, I, I, I am the odd man out because everyone on my Twitter feed was like, oh, it's like Pixar. I'm in tears. And I'm just like, I don't get it. Mm. <laughs> like, that was where I felt. Personally. Well, you were supposed but, to feel bad for the death of the bear because you're assuming that it's 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 essence is now just, you know, turned into whatever bare necessity it turns out <laughs> i didn't mean that oh you oh <laughs> i didn't God. mean that oh, i really that's didn't it, mean that's that. the show thank you for coming everyone i really didn't mean to say that that's so stupid uh but like down to its essence and now out into the staff and they're trying to conserve all they can and now they're kind of you know the hunt has begun whatever all that means and so you're supposed to feel these feelings for for uncle bear you know so no more doesn't exist so some people may have a real attachment and they just feel bad that's all i get it i totally get it but I'm the same. I, I didn't really, I don't have a huge attachment to anybody in that one, but I was just impressed by the look, the tone, the feel, the adherence to like high fantasy. It felt very high fantasy to me. Um, whereas a lot of Warcraft stuff's like, yeah, brr, it's just like sort of dude bro war stuff, which is, it's Warcraft. I understand. <laughs> but when yeah, we get into yeah. this stuff where we're in the forest and we're dealing with magics that are nature based and all sort of stuff, that's when Warcraft really goes high fantasy for me. And this fulfilled that need. So I liked it on that level. It was good. Yeah. Uh, y'all That's should watch it, by time. the way. If you haven't seen him, just rush out. It's all over the place. Let us know what you think. The instance at gmail.com. Do that. Uh, moving on. We now know what it will look like when you log into Shadowlands later this fall as Blizzard has released the new login screen and music. 
Uh, before we say much more, Scott, would, could you could you please give us a, a taste? Yeah, of, here's a taste. Music. So this is one here's of those a little a little bit like uh, like Lich Game where you get like a slow buildup, but here's a taste of the new uh, login music as it stands today. Anyway, and let's make some changes. Here you go. Nice and slow drop in. Ethereal choirs singing. Wait for the familiar tone. It's coming up. Don't go anywhere. Oh, this is totally invoking wrath. <laughs> yeah, big time. It's kind of cold, you know? It's got a sense of cold to it. A little bit. All right, mm-hmm. here we go. Here's where it gets intense. Almost there. There you go. Bit on string, top of this. Uh, the string section is much more pronounced. Yeah, oh yeah. So, and it goes some places. You know how a lot of times there's like some structure in the middle of the song where it kind of just changes tone completely or whatever. Lich King's like mm-hmm. that. All the intros are like that. This one has. Yeah, they, they usually, yeah, they like start weaving in uh, arrangements from the expansion specifically. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And this one's got a, a point where it drives into what sounds to me like. Uh, Uh, possibly goblins, possibly gnomes, I don't know which, but some kind of gnomish sort of tinkery town kind of sound. No idea what that's going to reference. Like, everything I know about the expansion, I don't know of any new big tinker town, toy town place, but that's what it sounds like. So I recommend going and listen to the whole thing. It's all on YouTube now. It's out there. But it's definitely got a Warcraft or a uh, Lich King vibe. This part here, listen to this. do a lot of this kind of keeping you hanging that just kind of holding you over the, the precipice thing very Lich King reminiscent to me anyway uh, go check it out it's very good sorry yeah, sorry yeah. Garrett we took a little detour there with music Continue. no that's that's alright the music's great yeah. but uh, also in addition to this uh, along the lines of music Blizzard also added in the latest beta build a number of music tracks that will surely get you stoked about the expansion there's titles like Sylvanas Free Will and the extremely well named 9.0 event <laughs> It's one of the track names. Uh, yeah. So probably some placeholders so there. I love placeholder load, music. It's so yeah, good. A load of this music was data mined and shared on MMO Champion over the week. So if you are not in the beta, you can always wet your wow music whistle over there. So Agreed. Check that out. And even like the, the whatever the 9.0, I know what the event is, but whatever they intend to finally call that music, it's all really good. So go give it a listen. I think not since the departure of Russell Brower has the music uh, hit me as well as this has. And we're talking people that were all there with Russell and working with and under Russell at the time. So I think we're just finally kind of seeing them spread their wings and, and, uh, you know, reaching for his, his level. Um, I'm not sure what I heard in all of it that I heard is still as good as some stuff in the past, but part of that could be a little nostalgia for me and you know, whatever. But, uh, but this is always one of my favorite things. We got login music. And we got the login screen, which is dumb because you're only going to see it while you're logging in. And these days, you don't even log in there. You just launch it from the launcher and briefly you see it. And then now you're off to the character selection. So it's almost like a throwaway thing now. But I still feel like it's so important and iconic. And for those who are not watching right now with us and can see this on screen that I have up, uh, it is Ice Crown, Citadel. The great two sort of walls with the steps that lead up, the ones you saw Sylvanas walking in. Uh, as she walked toward up there to, to have the fight with Bolvar. And above that, of course, all the spires of Ice Crown and the Citadel itself, and then the Shattered Sky. So it's this great red and blue kind of clash thing 
it's just awesome. I love this stuff. That's my new wallpaper. It looks incredible. Yeah, it really it does. Incredible. It looks. Really I always good. forget that I get excited about new login screens, but like every time I get excited <laughs> about new login screens, like when, like I wasn't even thinking about BFA, and then the new one showed up. I'm like, oh, it's like the old RTS. Yeah. Oh my god, it's amazing. Well, the reason yeah, that- now you just get so used to it that you stop thinking about it. Yeah, after a while, it's no big deal. But I like these. These are the little things that draw me back every time there's a new expansion that get me excited again. So this is, this is totally my jam. And all of this, by the way, was mined out of the stuff. So not officially presented by the, by the, uh, the team or anything, but that's fine. I don't care how we get it. We got it. It's rad. The full soundtrack will come out at some point. It'll be great. I want that Arden wheel track. It was real good. It was my, my favorite part of it. That's so good, it was, right? It's very amazing. good. Yeah. yeah. Also some of the like, pure like camera away shots of the of the painting work for that short like where the little dude's just kneeling next to his bulb and it's just a wide shot of the forest and the huge tall queen chick in front of him freaking masterpiece like put that in the art book like what are we even doing when's that going to be like when are those going to be official uh wallpapers like put it on my ultra wide or something i want to put that up like they sold a uh a print from the uther cinematic uh for during their like gamescom sale i want like a whole series though was it did any of them have him looking all shocky you know like his eyes all wide open it was just one it was the him in the air with his wings like at like right after he let go of Arthas's neck like the kind of debt looking up at Uther shot yeah, like yeah. assuming I'm it's basically the view of Arthas as he's falling okay of Uther looking down on him that's actually um, cool. I want the wide shot of uh right before Arthas kills Uther where you see like the army <laughs> of scourge on the left and the human farm on the right yeah. I want that I want a print of that as big as possible please yeah I'd put that on the wall I put that on numerous walls that I own mm-hmm Mm-hmm. Uh, all right. Well, moving on. Um, okay. So we have a complicated relationship with World of Warcraft and the concept of the global cooldown. At least I have. GCD, this. baby. GCD. Um, or as I sometimes call it, the weight I love to hate. <laughs> you like that? It rhymes and everything. You should use it, everybody. Go ahead and use that. You have my permission to use the weight I love to hate. Anyway. I love to hate that joke. <laughs> I've worked on it real hard. Anyway, Blizzard noted that in the latest beta build, and perhaps for good, the following abilities have been yanked from the global cooldown starting now. Uh, So current version of the beta shows this, which means your pre-patch event patch will also feature these changes unless something changes between now and then. They could. All this is, you know, everything's fluid over there at Blizzard. So I'm going to rip through these and see how they affect your favorite class. Death Knight, Pillar of Frost, and Power Rune Weapon. Both of those off the global cooldown. Does that help you? Does that harm you? At the end of this, I want you guys to all send me emails about your class and tell me why these are either problems or great. Druid, Berserk, Celestial Alignment, Incarnation, Chosen of Elun, Incarnation, King of the Jungle, Innervate, and Ravenous Frenzy. Now, Innervate, let me think about what that does. I mean, I know what it does, but what does that do to take it off the global cooldown? Probably not a lot. Except you're in a hairy, you're in a hairy raid and the mage needs innervate now or the, let's say the priest needs innervate now you don't have to wait for that global cooldown pop it there you go now i know why it's good all right hunter aspect of the wild coordinated assault and true shot for the mage arcane power and icy veins monk manatee serenity storm earth and fire uh, and then finally or not finally paladin avenging crusader avenging wrath crusade holy avenger any of those affect you i mean they're all 
buffs like they're like the, the major cooldowns you pop in your various specs so they have like they're on things like two minute cooldowns i think all of these might be two minute cooldowns i don't know off yeah. the top of my head um but like it makes sense because these are the things you're you are popping to increase your damage your healing or what what have you uh for a, a notable window these these are like you know hero wizard bloodlust gets popped this is what you're gonna be wanting to use on a paladin so it makes sense that it's not on the global cooldown because yeah this is some these are buffs that you're popping to modify your regular rotation right and so why yeah why did we ever wait for them on the global cooldown that's my question um there's more priest got spirit shell that's it that's the only one that got removed adrenaline rush shadow blades and vendetta for the rogue shaman uh let's see ancestral guidance for the warlock dark soul instability and dark soul misery uh, sounds like sequels to Dark Souls. Anyway, Warrior, Avatar, and Recklessness. So if any of those jump out at you and you go, man, they're screwing up, they should put that back on there. Or is it always good to have your, some of your abilities trimmed off of the global cooldown? Uh, or again, the wait, I love to hate. Let us know the instance at gmail.com because it's seriously, uh, I think that would be a, 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 a look at some of these classes that I'm not thinking about. Like some of you guys, Druid, you got, you got gnarled and you have so many specs, it makes sense. So you're going to have a longer list, but does this help you? Does this hurt you? The instance at gmail.com. All right, let's talk about Torghast, Garrett. I can't wait. Well, we're all pretty excited about Torghast, but there have, there have been some concerns in the past couple of months uh, that the lead-up quests for the much-anticipated feature are far too long and complex, uh, and they might be holding the player back from getting to the fun part. Uh, well, Blizzard has answered the concern in a lengthy blue post saying this about Torghast prequesting, quote, in a coming build likely next week, we're structuring the way Torghast is unlocked such that players can gain full access to the main wings of the tower after completing just a single introductory run that also grants access to the Rune Carver. The remaining quests to locate and rescue Jaina and Thrall, spoiler alert, will be <laughs> incorporated into a larger quest line that spans the six main Torghast cell blocks, rewards legendary crafting materials, and eventually unlocks the Twisting Corridor section at its conclusion. Uh, so this, this should alleviate player anxiety over how much tutorial in the game mode or there is in the game mode, at least till we see, I guess, how it plays out after launch. Um, yeah, you don't want to play six six tutorials in a row. You know what I mean? Like, no, this is a good tweak because uh, I was a little worried about this. Torghast is the thing I'm looking forward to the most when I get far enough to play it, and uh, it's the one thing I wish I if I was playing the beta, that's where I'd spend all my time. But I'm not because I want to save it for the for the live game. And um, yeah, getting in there, I mean, getting in there for testing was easy because you just go talk to that dumb torn and you're in. But uh, the actual process of going through these quest lines. It's like an attunement of sorts. You got to do it. They've pulled some of that back, made it simpler, injected some of it into the actual process of playing Torghast. This is the right move. And for me, to use their own term, it has alleviated my personal gamer anxiety about how long that's going to take because I really don't want to mess around. I just want to get in there. And I mean, the stories are compelling and the quests are compelling. And it's also sort of showing you the ropes of where you're at in the Torghast progression. Great. That's great. I don't have a problem with that. More stories, always better. All of that. But I just don't like that feeling of it's being gated behind a bunch of busy work. Um, I mean, I, I don't, as long as it doesn't take too long, what's more important to me is I don't want to redo it on every freaking alt. Yeah. I, I don't want, I don't want a recap or a re, I don't want to play out the Cape escapade. That was the end of BFA again. <laughs> yeah. I was like, Oh yeah. I have to hang out with freaking uh, not Muradin. 
<laughs> so, uh, the other one, his brother. Uh, uh, oh, uh, Crystal Dwarf. Crystal man. Dwarf. Uh, uh, I was just so Magni, sick of him. Magni, there you I'm go, going Magni. to teleport while you walk your your busted ass all the way back to me, yeah. champion. I'm covered um, in goo or whatever he would. Yeah, he would, don't yeah. make me redo the same <laughs> junk that I understand. Wait a minute, you don't want to hang around Magni for a whole other expansion, there though? It is Magni. Thank you. My God, why can't I think of the well, word Magni? Why? Why? But why? What's wrong with Magni? He's made out of crystal. He's fine. He's all right. What's wrong? Garrett, come on, spill the beans. What's wrong with Magni? <laughs> I know. I totally agree. I can't make you do this because after a while, like I was really playing, sick of him. Sick of him. I was playing three characters when that pass dropped, and I didn't <laughs> like doing that three times. <laughs> well, he was always sending us on some run or another. But anyway, good stuff to look forward to. I think that's the right thing for Torghast. Now this. Time for our main quest today. Very important updates with covenants and player choice in the expansion. And it's a ton of stuff they put in this post. Garrett went in here and made really great talking points out of it. So instead of listening to me drone on forever about this, we're going to hit this in much more of an outlined way. But let's just put it's it. It's a wall of text. It's a ton of text. An absolute effing wall. Well, like, and in some ways. White walkers want to attack this text. Kind of, yeah. Like there are there are wildlings beyond this wall here. See, I'm continuing <laughs> your joke. Um, the, Keep it going. Keep it going. Pink Floyd uh, wants to make a double album about this. See, I, another wall joke. <laughs> anyway. Politicians will lie about this text. There you go. Nailed it. Anyway, so the whole thing, uh, send your emails to Garrett. Anyway, so what was I going to say? Oh, all right. It's been no uh, surprise. The community has been not up in arms, but a lot of communication and talk about covenants. And once you've chosen one, how stuck are you with that covenant? Are you going to get buyer's remorse? And if you do, what are your options? And early in the design elements of this system, you didn't have a lot of options. Um, in fact, very early on in development, if you chose whatever, Maldraxxus as your covenant, you're in. And that was it. And there were no real ways around it unless you didn't alter something. Like in its purest form, that's how that thing worked. And in some ways, lore-wise, that that works, right? You're making a, a vow to this, you know benevolent uh, organization that is now your backing and and you don't just make commitments like that simply in a, in a fantasy world like that so i understood the desire to make it feel really meaningful but they've had a ton of back uh, background chatter about this both on the team and in the community and back and forth this post is a response to that here's basically how it all happened they want to minimize the quote burden of regret unquote which is like buyer's remorse you bought the car you thought you liked. It was the color you thought you wanted. Two months later, a Supra came out and Garrett re- regretted buying the Honda or whatever. No, I didn't because it's not offered with a manual transmission. <laughs> is that true? That you is can't true. get a Supra without a stick. That's no, with it. a stick. Oh, you, you can't. can't I mean, I'm sorry. You can't get one with a stick. That's insane to me that you can't get I, every sports car of all kinds should have a stick option. Or both. I, I could get into a much deeper, more nuanced conversation about when you should and should not have manual transmissions here, uh, but Super should have one. Um, uh, for the purposes of this, yeah, uh, buyer's remorse for your covenant. Uh, it's a thing. Yeah. yeah people are going <laughs> to feel thing bad. That people are concerned about. Right. How about, uh, uh, so this is what they've done. They basically said, look, we're going to make it so you can change your covenant easily. 
Okay, and people go, oh, oh, all right. But now you're starting to feel that feeling of, well, if it's easy, then where's the risk or where's the meaningfulness to this choice? Then well, they, then they that, said and what? And that's the thing that this post is, is trying to explain, and, and it's trying to wade through that conversation. Because at the end of the day, I look at something like this, and I, I go straight into, like, college mode of, like, oh, well, is anything truly anything? Like, are you ever, tr- can you ever truly please the entire audience? Because I look at this and like, they could have designed this in a multitude of ways. Yeah. Um, but it may not be the way that you think it should be designed. And, yeah. and But the, the thing that I think is difficult for certain people to always keep in the back of their mind is that other people may not agree with you. Or And clearly in this case, like if your opinion differs with the opinion of the designers of World of Warcraft, they don't agree with you. And yeah. that's, they've just... There's more than one way to design systems. Mm-hmm. There's, there's there's usually more than one right answer. There's usually more than one wrong answer. Yeah. Um, and so that's that's that is just such a difficult statement to get across. Yeah. Uh, to a wide audience, which is exactly what a game is as as big as World of Warcraft. Well, especially yeah, it is. It's especially a, such a large audience, a vocal and opinionated and easily sw- not easily swayed easily. I don't know what the right word is, but you know, we're just in the Warcraft people. We get a little excited. Okay. There, I'll put it that way. Y'all get a little excited sometimes about a change and you, you take it personal and it's games and blah, blah, blah. But, uh, yeah, it's hard. This is a difficult thing. So I really like where they're heading with this. They basically said this, look, we'll make it so you can change your covenant. You got buyer's remorse. You're sick of bastion. You made a mistake. You really want something else. Ardenwield, let's say. Because you just got to know about bears and, and pods, bear pods. You got to know more about bear pods. So you're like, I'm going to make this change. I'm changing it. They'll let you now. Here's the problem, though. Really hard to return to a covenant. Or they make it harder. I shouldn't say you know, really hard. But basically, think of it this way. It has, it has an impact if you say, sorry, Bastion, I made a mistake. We're not, you know, I'm done. Severing ties, I'm going to go work with these dudes. Doing that puts you on the outs, essentially, with Bastion. In such a way that you have to atone. <laughs> Think of it in very biblical terms. You have to atone for what you have done for breaking your vow to that group. And the same thing would happen for a second group. If you broke that vow, if you, if you did three covenants in a row and then finally decided on the fourth and went that way, fine. But if you ever want to return to any of those previous three covenants, you now have two weekly quests to atone for, to break, uh, to atone for breaking that vow. That's an I, insane I hope idea. that Maldraxxus, there's like a, an item that's just a whip and you have to like <laughs> self-flagellate. <laughs> That would be awesome. Uh, I'd be way into that. But uh, if the quest was just whip yourself, push the button, whip yourself, push the button, be like one of those like driving a vehicle interfaces where they pop up with the but make sure button. it's on the global cooldown. Yeah. Put it on the G uh, uh, PD the GCD. or CD GPD GPD oh. is, is the Gotham Police Department. <laughs> so Bat- Batman go- and them are good friends. Well, what am I thinking? Oh, I'm thinking a gross national product GNP. Anyway. Doesn't matter. I don't know what you're thinking about, but I don't, I don't know think it's relevant to this conversation. Here's a, here's a quote that is relevant. In short, a player who regrets their covenant short uh, sh- choice rather, uh, and who wants to change their mind should be able to to do so straightforwardly at any point during the expansion, and will be able to reach a state of no long term drawbacks or disadvantages compared to someone who had been in the covenant the entire time. Um, they have no plans to make it so players can switch between active covenant abilities at will. So that is not an option. Don't get excited yeah, because that, that's been one of the more vocalized suggestions or desires, mm-hmm. um, and and yeah, they kind of spell out pretty plainly here that this is not a view that they share or are interested in pursuing. Right, you're not gonna. 
let's put it this way. I'm trying to give you a scenario, but I got one. So you're, you're, you're all gathered up for raid, waiting for a couple of people. You're all at the stone. You're doing heroics tonight. Pretty excited. Someone says, ah, Jim Bob isn't here with his amazing spec setup deal. Hey, what's your name? Go change covenant specs. Like they're not, they don't want that. This isn't a go into town and use some dust and turn into another thing for the, for the raid night and then go back the next day. They don't want that. That still brings up, there's still a lot of concerns, by the way, that that presents for guilds that are trying to min-max their uh, raid comps and saying to themselves, well, we got to have this guy with this covenant. We need three more just like him. And then this other dude, we need his advantages with his covenant because we know all this information because it's all been data mined and we figured it out and Icy Veins has a whole guide on it. So now we're doing it. They, the game, I should say the designers don't want you to be able to just willy-nilly go, oh, you need a... Freaking Maldraxxus uh, mage tonight? Sweet. Hang on. Give me five seconds. Like, they don't want that. You know, it has to be more meaningful than that. And I agree with that. I think that's the right thing to do. Uh, the, let's see. What else? Um, they do not consider your work on Covenants complete and plan to modify it as needed, meaning they're not done. You know, this isn't it. This isn't the final document. Um, and they said they do not want a correct Covenant for each class or spec. This is an example of an outcome that they would want to adjust in future patches. That to me is the trickiest claim or the hardest thing for them to pull off because like, yeah, anything, that's always the kind of like, this is the lofty goal, right? Right. Th- th- this is the, in a perfect world. And it's it just so seldom over the history of world of Warcraft has been that we have achieved these, these types of scenarios. I like, can't even think always of a correct. There's always a min, a min max correct spec. Can you think of a case where this didn't, ha- where they achieved this? Cause I can't. I really can't. There's no like system in the game where, unless it was purely cosmetic, where if you had an actual effect on your abilities, your spec, your bonuses, whatever, if that stuff happens with whatever the system is, how has there ever been one that was like completely neutral in the sense that there was no right pick, you know, and there was no min maxing? I don't think it exists. Uh, Not at like the absolute upper echelons of of difficulty. That's a good point. Um, it's, but it they've certainly gotten better like, yeah, oh, without yeah. a doubt because it used to be much more rigid. Um, but it, it, it varies from class to class, right? There's the other thing too, is like from class to class, from spec to spec, the answer is different. Yeah. Um, but, but this is something where there is, you know, there's a, there's, there's you could, there's a flow chart for that, that leads to how many options there are, yeah. uh, between the covenants with soul binds and, uh, the, the the specializing the soul bind from there on in, like there's a finite amount, and there's probably going to be ones that are just more efficient for whatever it is you're trying to accomplish in the class and the spec that you are playing. Right, and it continues um, to be a so, moving target, something they always strive for, and I'm happy they strive for it. So because otherwise, yeah, everything I mean, to me, so this is the kind of thing that I look at. I go, this would probably be easier if they weren't striving. Right, it would for be. there not to be a correct answer. If they were just like, yeah, we're okay with 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 correct answers then they would probably go and say yeah we'll, we'll just make it so you can switch between it willy-nilly with with no you don't have to go quest right. to change allegiances or anything like that right um like that seems like a an easier system to design to me someone who <laughs> doesn't know how to design jack um but it doesn't sound as interesting uh i mean there's there's still an still an rpg in in the genre of this game um and so i still want like me personally i, I there is some value in world building and in flavor to your, to your systems. I agree. I also think some of it tends to creep in and sometimes they don't even see it. And that's why you'll have course corrections 
down the road on things like characters are too homogenous. They're too much like each other. Um, we need to we need to get back to the pure fantasy. Like I feel like Legion did a little bit of a reset that way. It was like saying, All yeah. right, let's make hunters hunters. Let's make mages mages. Let's get away from, you know, let's get back to why the silhouettes actually matter and why they mean something different for everybody. And and I think some of that stuff just crept up like they don't even see it coming. And that homogenization is a, a thing they try to avoid. But also it's a big giant by its nature MMO where balance matters. Like all that stuff is a is at play here. Whereas in something like Skyrim or a single player RPG, None of that matters. Who cares about balance? I mean, there had, I guess there has to be some, so the world isn't just destroyed in a second or is overwhelming. Right, you, you, but- you need to, you still need to figure something out. You can't just trivialize the entire game. That's what mods are for. Uh, <laughs> but right, it's it's yeah yeah. This is like a, this is just a really good example of of like uh, the, the Bender meets God episode of Futurama of yeah. like if you do something right, no one will notice that you've done anything at all. Um, and we, we just had, uh, one of the senior artists from the heroes of the storm team on into the nexus last night. We had, uh, uh, Andrew Kinnebrew. Oh, he's on, great. And, and we're, yeah. and we're talking to him and, and he said, yeah, man, if I do my job right. Cause I, one of the questions we got from our community was like, what, what's a, like a, uh, an example of a compliment that just makes your day when you see it. And he's just like, if I do my job right, no one says anything. Cause they didn't even notice. Yeah. Like, yeah. And that's kind of, I think, what Legion and the and the like the artifact weapon system is, because the vast majority of WoW players point to that as one of the greatest uh, expansions ever, and and a lot of it has to do with the artifact weapon, because that's a really that's that's like probably WoW's best example of the marriage of world building and game systems. Right, right, I agree. And 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 you, and you just you don't really think about it because it just worked and it mm-hmm. worked really well. Yeah, um, no, this is true of a lot of things. It's true. of you know, the best, some of the best special effects in movies are the ones you didn't notice because it just put you there and you didn't have to think about it. You didn't go, Oh, here's the CGI part. Instead, you just went, wow, look how cool that castle looks in the background of that shot in game of Thrones. And the whole thing was digital. You just didn't know it. It just Mm -hmm. looked right. And when it looks right and it's done right and your job's right, then it's got, it's a double-edged sword, right? Cause on one hand it's like, well, I didn't notice. So effect achieved and I didn't have to think about it. But on the other hand, really really technically smart and artistically talented people did a thing that you that they're not going to truly get credit for because it was just so easy looking and so real looking and natural looking that you just don't give them the credit i don't know i think i just had a breakthrough on why i don't i've never really particularly liked the mission tables in any of their forums because it is it feels so devoid of of world building and like any rpg elements because it's just like drag the thing onto the stuff yeah they're all and, mobile. They're yeah, mobile apps. So sterile. Yeah, they're mobile apps. That's why I hope this new attempt with the sort of auto battler system is a little more up our up our tree. I hope. I don't know. I still have some real. Th- I love it when things are up my tree. <laughs> well, when they're up your tree, you know you're good. Hey, look at that! That music means it's time for rapid fire questions. That's right. It's an old segment we did forever ago, and it was called quick fire. Now it's rapid fire because that's the name of the. The hunter ability I use the most to piss everyone off. I'm going to finish that sentence. Anyway, uh, this is uh, us asking your questions from the community, rapid fire style to each other. We don't get to take a lot of time to answer it. We just have to say what comes to our mind. And I'm going to start by asking Garrett the following questions. Garrett, are you ready? Never, Scott. Great. Perfect uh, perfect answer. Here's your first question. This is from Califir on the server Dark Iron. He says, you have creative control over the next WoW title but you can only choose between a prequel MMO taking place during Warcraft 1 or sequel MMO set in a modern-day Azeroth. 
Definitely the latter. <laughs> Who gives a crap about Warcraft 1? The movie was boring. Well, well what if it was like, he, he didn't put it in the notes, he says it had to be like modern day, like Tokyo or New York or Paris or that sort of thing. I'm so into that. Okay. Imagine Bright, but good. <laughs> I liked Bright, okay. I actually liked Bright too. Yeah. I just... I was, I, have I was trying to play to the audience, Scott. I'm saying it's 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 it's, it's, it's um, you caught me. It's positive to hate on. Or it's popular to hate on Bright. I thought Bright was cool as hell. I I feel the way about Bright the way I do about uh, Waterworld. I'm not. I know they're not great, but I like oh. what they were doing. So there you go. You're right. That is very much yeah. the same cut from the same cloth yep. of like this. I, this is objectively a bad film. Yep. But I love it. But I love it. Yeah. That's how I feel about both of those. And I just conceptually, that's why I think it's all about concept. Both those movies are great concepts. Could they be executed better? Absolutely. And maybe they will one day, but concepts are rad. All right, moving on. Next question. Uh, this is from uh, Guru. Guru, I think, from Emerald Dream in the EU. He says, what makes for a great English breakfast and why is it uh, why is it black pudding? Uh, <laughs> I don't know. Bl- black pudding is made from blood, isn't it? I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna say nay. I would just give me some sausages, please. Yeah. The, 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 Brit- the Brits know how to make a good sausage. Yeah, and some bacon, some uh, some eggs. They do that over there. It's all good. Some, Where my wife, my sausage, wife please. makes the best cheesy grits you've ever had in your life. The grits are insane. Not, not sure that counts as an English breakfast, but you know, <laughs> no, it doesn't. It's a southern one. All right, moving on to the next question. You're gonna love this one. This is from Kajaput. Uh, he says, Garrett, what is your favorite 90s rock band and why is it Corn? It's definitely not Corn. Mm. Uh, it's Green Day. Everyone knows there's a, just an answer to this. There's, yeah. a, there's an answer. There's no way to do a bit. Yeah. Uh, and it's never Corn. Selling corn. Corn's not that uh, great. Corn's, corn has their moments, but. Fist on Boulderfist US. We know her. She works at Blizzard now in some sort of esports capacity. She says, You guys excited oh, yeah. about the AWC BFA circuit finals or what? Are you? I've never been into arena. I'm sorry. <laughs> Me either, dude. I don't like arena very much. Sorry, everybody. Never have liked it. It's just me. It's me. And there's a whole crowd that loves it. Just me and Garrett are just not into it. All right. To uh, me, it's like if you were just really into uh, field goals and football and they made like a whole yeah. sport just around that and cut out the part that the majority of people are interested in. Yeah. It's like a slap fight in video games. That's what it feels like to me. Uh, Sethos on Earthen Ring. That's our uh, main server for our guild. What is the best Hot Pocket flavor? This uh, Pizza. Why would you duh, duh. get anything but the pizza flavor? Yeah. Why would anything else even be I in your microwave? I made the mistake of getting the Philly cheesesteak once. That is some gnarly beef. Yeah. Gnarly, no, gnarly beef. The truth is there's a baseline mistake of getting a Hot Pocket, but at the bo- at the, at the the top end of that range is the pizza-flavored one. I'm with Garrett 100%. That is the correct answer, by the way. I should be doing this yeah. when you get this right. Hold on. Where is it? Yeah. Okay, Garrett was right. All right. Uh, f- next question. This is uh, our final question. Uh, from my side, John says, "Is Hogger in the Maw?" Oh, most. Oh, oh, you, you better believe there's gonna be a Hogger reference in Shadowlands. There has to be, right? They're you not gonna have, let that pass. I hope. I'm hoping that Hogger. Re, re, actually, I'm hoping Hogger isn't in the Maw. I'm hoping Hogger redeemed himself and is living his best life in whichever realm he ended up in. Which pick a realm? Where do you think Hogger would be? Where would he hang? Mm, well, he was like kind of the scourge of the low level. So, isn't uh, Revendreth like the last stop before the Maw? So, I'm gonna—he's probably in Revendreth. Probably Revendreth. There's wine so and stuff. Like, you are just too. 
evil. Yeah, they you got, are too sinister, Hogger. Yeah. They got wine and like cheese and like, you know, that's fine to be there. Revendreth's fine. Are you excited? Okay. How excited are you on a re- on a scale from one to ten? This is not one of your rapid fire questions, but how excited are you for the final uh, thing? Because it's going to be that's basically already your covenant, right? This next. Oh, you're talking about Revendreth? Yeah. The, the, the zone. Uh, this is the most excited. This is like this is the most pre-excited for a zone I've been since Wrath of the Lich King. How do you feel about them as your uh, as your covenant? You going to choose them? If I go with Paladin, I uh, I like what Maldraxxus has to offer ability wise. I've been leaning that way. Plus. I really like the skeleton and the skull armor motif. I do too. The undead stuff's pretty cool over there. Yeah. Uh, there's I'm your. We need more Maldraxxus these days. There you go. Uh, that's your rapid fire questions for me. Do you have some for for me? Not from me, but for me. Oh, I do have some for you. At AJ Guy asks, pick one class that you can play forever. The rest will be deleted from your account. Uh, hunter or mage, either one. I love I love both those classes. They those are both classes I can pick up anytime and play and enjoy playing. That, that, that is that is correct, Scott. And since you have chosen all of your other classes, everybody dies. <laughs> nice. There you go. There you go. Uh, at give him the scotch. Uh, asks I just want to hear Scott's Sylvanas impression today. Oh, uh, I haven't done it in a while, so I don't remember how it goes. But it's like. Um, I don't know. I don't remember how I did it. How did I do it? Because it was always in the moment of like, ah, I can't do it. I can't do it. I can't. Start on the spot. twirling your mustache. Start twirling your mustache, and then you'll get in the zone. <laughs> I'm trying to think of a moment that I could replicate here, like uh, the boy king. No, I can't do it. I can't do it. Oh, dude, that was it. That, that no, was it. That I was getting it. there. Don't, get, don't worry, it'll come up at some point. Somebody clip, clip that. that. That was wonderful. I, uh, that, 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 was, that was all right. You get a chicken. <laughs> uh, Luke Johnson wants to know, Scott, if Mad Max Fury Road and Waterworld didn't exist, yeah. what movie would you reference on TMS or Twitter at least once a week? Blade Runner 2049. Oh, good choice. Simple answer. And by the way, uh, so choice. Denise Villeneuve, who made that movie, made Arrival, made Sicario, made is making Dune, and that new Dune trailer just hit. I have. It's rare that I have full confidence in a director. 100% confident in that guy's ability to get Dune done. I'm so excited. I can barely stand it. I'm so excited. You reminded me that I still need to watch Sicario. You should. Oh, Sicario is such a great movie, dude. And it's the least. Sci- like, he's done nothing but sci fi since then. So, but it's not science fiction at all. But it's so good. Oh, you'll love Sicario. Sicario worth I, I, your this time. This is the reaction I've gotten from everyone that has ever talked to me about Sicario. Love which is that movie. It's so good. It really is the thing to put him on the map. But I cannot wait for Dune. All right. Anyway, sorry. There we go. Speaking of movies, at Jared RPG wants to know on a scale from Toy Story one to three, how much did Afterlives Ardenweald make you cry? <laughs> uh, two. Because two, I didn't find two all that emotional. And I didn't find Arden Wheel all that emotional. I'm kind of with you on like I didn't have a connection to a lot of it, so I just didn't feel the feel whatever I was supposed to feel. Like I don't know if I'm supposed to feel for the goat guy. Am I supposed to feel for the queen and her decision to do all this? Am I supposed to feel for the tree that's all spindly and weird and is going to fall over? Is it the bear? That, like I don't that, know. That spindly tree was really cool. Am I am I supposed I like to feel bad tree. that uh, you know mouth or a mag or not mag Theridor. Malfurion is still kind of a ding dong. Like what am I supposed to feel like? I don't know. I don't know how to feel. I have no feelings about it. So yes, two. Toy Story 2. Because one made me cry. Three made me cry. Still haven't seen four because I know it'll make me cry. 
I still haven't seen four either. No. I'm nervous yeah, too because I just I thought three ended so perfectly that how do you even do a fourth? Anyway. I, yeah. I, <laughs> I'm kind of. It's not that I think it'll be bad because I trust Pixar. It's that I just really didn't want a sequel after three. I thought it was a perfect ending. Yeah, it's weird. But it was so good. Yeah. Uh, Taz the Man asks, what's at the top of Torghast? Oh, uh, uh, a water slide that takes you down to the bottom again. <laughs> I don't know. I have no idea. I don't know what they're going to put does up there. The, does the skeletal attendant slap you on the butt uh, when you go to, to go down the water slide? Well, yeah, that's confirmed. They dated mine that weeks ago. He'll slap you on the butt real hard mm. with all five uh, phalanges, naked, phal- no, fleshless phalanges. Fleshless phalanges. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, somebody add that to the uh, bot for episode title options. Yeah. Uh, at the Sky Lawson asks, what character would you want to interview from World of Warcraft? Oh, I love that question. I mean, I feel like I've already interviewed Thrall because in a lot of ways, he's he's Metzen. Who would have thought that Thrall was so passionate about painting Warhammer minis? Oh my gosh, no kidding, right? See that stuff he put up on all those Necrons he did? Jeez. I, I, I did, I did. He's into immediately it. immediately turned and showed it to Katie excitedly because we painted our first minis like two weeks ago. I love 40K, but I just, I've never done the mini thing. Um, all right, character I'd want to interview. I, th- I think I, and I mean this, I think I'd want to talk to, well... All right, my kind of semi-joking but still would really love to do it answer is the shit wizard Cadgar. I would love to talk to the shit wizard. Uh, Cadgar is just, I don't know why. I would interview that dude in a heartbeat if he if he was real. But probably Jane of Proudmore. She has seen some stuff, been through some things, um, would have a really fascinating tale to tell. And I, I yeah, Jaina would be fascinating as a character to sit down and talk to for sure. And I've already talked to Phil. Good answer. So, yeah. Seems like Good the right answer. answer. Was that my sixth I'd and final answer? I'd want to hang answer? with uh, Blonde Oh, I'll yeah. talk to him about what it's like, you know, being dead. Yeah. Hey, man. How's your character going in classic WoW now, man, he'd say. That's what he'd say. Uh, hey, man, Starcraft, uh, <laughs> Scott. Uh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. You're, you're mixing Wait, what am I thinking? Of? Wait. Oh, hey, man. Yeah, yeah, you're right. But in the making but, a joke. <laughs> no, no, I got it. But in the original Warcraft... They've changed a lot. This is the thing I want to say about BFA. At least BFA kind of normalized uh, troll voices into something that was a little bit more uh, a, a more nuanced portrayal of what they might sound like. In the original WoW, when you would walk up to an NPC who was a troll and you talked to him, this is what he would do. How you doing, man? That's terrible, dude. That's always been great. terrible. It's, it's not bad. Great. Anyway, all right. Sorry, was that my last and final question, or was there more? I've got a bonus one for you. It's right. a very serious, hard-hitting question. Right. At the Buck R.I. wants to know, ever lose your car keys? <laughs> you ever lose your car keys? Uh, no, but I admired Sean Connery when he lost the cure to cancer and compared it to losing his car keys, which is what this reference is from. And so whoever that is listens a lot and knows me pretty well. Because I am fixed on this old... Do you remember the movie Medicine Man with Sean Connery? Do you remember this at all? No. Any memory? Okay, it was him and Lorraine... Never seen it. Didn't know that he did a movie with that title. Lorraine Bracco, I think is her name. She was on it with him. This is like in the 90s. And he was this weird 'er ne'er-do-well that like kind of scientist guy that lived in in the Amazon forest. And he had discovered a cure for cancer and then lost it. And in one of the scenes... He says to her, you ever lose your car keys? Like he does with his accent. She goes, 
She's kind of looked at him and goes, Well, that's what I've done. I had the care for cancer and I lost it. And he was all pissed. So I just can't get it out of my head. Anyway, thank you for that. That was awesome. The tone of movies have really changed over the years. Truly, truly, they have. Uh, why can't I find... Oh, there we are. All right. There's there, there's your rapid fires for today, everybody. Thanks for submitting them. During the week, we'll let you know how to submit more. Uh, just make sure you follow Garrett Art on Twitter and follow me, Scott Johnson, on Twitter. And uh, the show, of course, Instant Show, will tell you where to go. We have an email. Mr. Johnson, I have I have questions. All right. Well, Mr. Metz and I have an answer. Uh, this is an email we got to theinstance.gmail.com. You're encouraged to use that as often as you can. Theinstance.gmail.com. Tell us what you think, what you have, what you're going and we'll uh, talk about it on the show. This email came from Justin and says this. Hey, guys, heard you talking about Arthas being chucked into the maw and potentially being robbed of redemption. Do you think there's a chance that there will be a redemption arc with Arthas and Sylvanas? Like Arthas has to go through a bunch of trials to get redeemed and has a confrontation with Sylvanas and a lot of what uh, what I did to you is terrible, but now I see the light and there's hope for you too. melodramatic soap opera bullshit. His words, not mine. Melodramatic <laughs> soap opera bullshit or awesome dramatic Star Wars bullshit. <laughs> yeah, because that's what it is, right? It's what you're describing or what he's describing here. Anyway, it says, I think that may be worth it or maybe a way for both of their character arcs to come full circle. It's somehow or if somehow Arthas is able to find redemption and in turn helps find redemption for Sylvanas. That would be a nice bow on both of their stories. Uh, and I would have had or a, and I would have the added bonus of pissing a lot of people off on both Horde and Alliance side. From Justin A3 on the Area 52 server. Uh, I mean, my theory is Arthas is headed towards some redemptive arc. I don't know what. I don't know. I don't know what it is. But he's going to end up a lot less tragic at the end of this expansion. I don't think that's true of Sylvanas. I think Sylvanas is going to have a tragic end if she has an end at all. But, you know, whatever. It's like comic books. These characters can come back. Um, There will be some sort of gnarly end for her because I don't think she can give up the the rage and the anger. I just don't think she can do it. Um, but I think, I think, I don't know. I think there's going to be ghost Arthas, uh, you know, doing something good, pulling it out, put him in charge of something while everyone leaves the Shadowlands, And now he'll just be left up there. It'll still be sad. It'll still be like, wow, you know, could have been cooler if he was like this great King and lived his whole life and had heirs and all that on, on Azeroth. But instead, this is uh, this is okay compared to the sort of hell he was headed towards. So that's my take. Garrett, any uh, thoughts? Um, I don't think, I don't know. Uh, I, I do think of Arthas as a tragic character, but I don't feel like WoW has explored that all that much. Yeah. He's, he was kind of put up on a pedestal as a just a bastard yeah. <laughs> in, in Wrath of the Lich King. Yeah. Um, and, and it, it was tragic when he, when he died and, you know, he has very, very sad final words, but I think for the vast majority of Warcraft fans, we, we, we still look at Arthas as a villain. Yeah. Um, so I think there's a lot to explore that that could be interesting if you did want to paint him in a, in a, in a sympathetic light. Do you think he deserves um, redemption? Do you think he, do you think like it, would it be too, too far a stone's throw for Blizzard to say, we figured out a way to make Arthas. Uh, not only respectable again or whatever, we, we, we redeemed him. D- is that too much? Are people going to re- be mad about that? Oh, I think, I mean, uh, we'll be people, people mad, be mad no about anything. Yeah, that's true. That's <laughs> but, a good point. Um, I'm a sucker for redemption stories. Yeah. I really like them. Um, uh, like I, I like, I like corruption stories as much as I like redemption stories. Uh, so uh, obviously I'm a big star Wars fan. 
Um, and, and, and that extends to Arthas. Arthas is very much an Anakin Vader surrogate as far as I'm concerned. Yeah. Um, so I, I think I would not, it would not make me mad to see, I, I am not, I guess, I guess I'm going to put it this way because like whether I like it or not depends on whether I like the way it was told and the, the story itself. Um, I'm not dead set against a, rege- a redemption story. Right. Um, personally, I would like to see like a, the hint of one at the end of this. I, I don't really want to see it play out. I, 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 I'm kind of hoping we're not sure as to the fate of Arthas's soul. Yeah. At the end of Shadowlands, like uh, I kind of like the idea of like we get him out of the maw for a proper judgment. You know, he gets sorted into his realm of of, of choice. Well, mm-hmm. not his choice, but of, of of where he belongs. And then we just kind of leave with, well, Arthas is where he should have been when he first died. Yeah. Um. And and we're just going to go from there. Yeah. But for, for me, he was always a little sympathetic anyway, because to me, it was like I know he made a series of bad choices, made some bad mistakes, you know. Took some, took some risks he shouldn't have. Had, all that stuff. But the the minute he put that helmet on, the minute the curse took hold, who's in charge then? Like I, I don't know that it's I don't know I don't know that we're not putting too much of the problem on him. Whereas Vader was make Vader's choices were always Vader's choices, right? It was always his choice. He didn't suddenly put on a black helmet and go, beep boop beep. I'm Darth Vader. I will do nothing but evil now. Like it, it that's a different kind of arc. And so I think Vader's less less deserving. Uh, or a Kylo Ren, way less deserving of redemption, like the way he got it in the end, than say Arthas. I think Arthas deserves a second look uh, because a lot of that was just got to be a Lich King, it's got to be a devil. Someone's got to be the devil. Who's going to be the devil? I guess you're going to be it. Go ahead and put the helmet. Well, who's going to be the jailer when we kill the jailer? Oh, well, there always has to be one, I assume. So Arthas just <laughs> Arthas just F seven is like, well, I've done this once before. I figure, <laughs> you know, we'll go. What's another? Pull Hogger What's another out. damnation of my soul? Oh, pull Ho- this is the Hogger ending. The Hogger ending we all want. Is Hogger comes up and says, I'm, I will be the new Jailer. I will be the Jailer. Yep, that's exactly it. Are we gonna, you think we're going to see Tyrion Fordling up there? Is he going to be hanging out? Because he, he oh, died I would imagine so. What a dumb yeah. way to die. That guy died in the dumbest way. He like, went out like a dweeb. That sucked. Gosh dang it, Blizzard. That sucked. That was a terrible death. <laughs> just, just. Just out. That was the end of it. It's like, wait, were you important? Never mind. Okay, After all we on. had done with him, they even made him double character size like you do to make prominent characters in your raids and stuff. He big old tall guy <laughs> running around with us. We take down the Lich King. He he offers to be the new Lich King because it had to be done. And then Bolvar stops him. Won't let it happen. Dude should go down as like the one of the great paladins in the history of the game. And instead, didn't he get eaten by like a gold, like a green hand in the begin, very beginning of Legion or whatever it was? He was like burned alive by that monster they summoned. Oh, whatever that and was. And then we, before we even start leveling, kill that monster that killed Tyrion. So yeah. it's like, oh man, I'm not even max leveling. I haven't even gotten to one level into the new leveling max, and that thing just killed Tyrion. Tyrion must have been a dweeb. Yeah. That is some, I'll tell you what that is. That is some Aliens 3 or Alien 3 freaking Hicks bullshit, is what that is. <laughs> because you have this really important character in the previous thing, and it's super important, and then suddenly just, ah, whatever, dead. Goodbye, him and Newt. Actually, everybody except Ripley. Although it's I will like, say this, uh, that movie's all right meme, now. By the way, it's pretty good. The meme with the with the parent holding the the child uh, in the pool yeah. and supporting them while the other child is like clearly barely treading water next to them. <laughs> yeah. The child being held up 
yeah. is uh so so the, the 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 parent holding up the child is the uh is is taron gregory in the cinematics department the child being held is varian and his beautiful death cinematic that we got at the beginning of legion yeah. and the child drowning and being paid no attention to is Tyrion forging so we know yeah. we get it taron yeah. we know where we know who, where which characters you were a big fan of we get it yeah we, we see you we know which side of your chicken is baked we get it <laughs> Uh, thanks or for that. The- <laughs> there's a finite amount of time to make beautiful cinematics, and they, a call had to be made somewhere. But, Could be that, but, but that doesn't make for as dramatic memeage. Could be that. Hadn't thought of that. Uh, thank you, Justin, for your email. If you'd like to be like Justin, be like Justin and send us an email. The instance gmail.com. That's the instance. Got to have the the in there at gmail.com. All right. Before we go, a quick note that uh, a lot of you, thankfully, are supporting us over at the instance plus membership. Huge thanks for people who do that. It's super simple. You just go to theinstance.net, sign up, get all the rewards that you get, and uh, do so simply with a few clicks of your mouse. For those that haven't, check it out. For those that have, you have our thanks. We really appreciate it. Garrett, before we leave, why don't you tell the fine folks uh, what else they can find in your fine network of amove.tv. Well, uh, you can find uh, plenty of other Blizzard-related podcasts. If you like Hearthstone, check out The Angry Chicken. If you like Heroes of the Storm, check out Into the Nexus. And if you like more WoW, uh, Taliesin and I do a WoW podcast called WoW Killer. Uh, And uh, on Monday, we put out our Afterlives Maldraxxus episode. And this coming week, we will be putting out our uh, Afterlives Ardenweald episode. Every episode is a single topic regarding World of Warcraft. Nice. Ardenweald, get ready. You're about to go into the microscope. Of I don't know why I always want to say Arden Wheeled like the Swedish chef. Arden Wheeled. Bork, bork, bork. All right. Uh, that's going to do it for today's show. Thank you all for being here and listening and watching and hanging out with us, especially those that are here live. You can catch us doing that most weeks, although we may have a new schedule coming, so I'll hold off on telling you when. Uh, we gotta, we got to get it all worked out. But if the new schedule happens the way I think it does, it may be back to Fridays because my Friday project has now opened up and we have the room again. We'll let you know, though, in plenty of time, so don't worry about that. Thank you for being here. Thank you for listening. If you uh, leave us reviews on podcast uh, aggregator sites like, oh, I don't know, Apple Podcasts or Google Play or Spotify, any of those, we'd love that. It helps spread the show around, and people who've never heard the show before support it or find it and maybe support it themselves. Thanks again for that. Theinstance.net is our website. You can find us on Twitter, at Instance Show. I'm at Scott Johnson. He's at Garrett Art. Patrick, who should be back next time, is at Not Patrick. And more shows like this at frogpants.com. We'll see you next time. This show is part of the Frog Pants Network. Yes. Get more at frogpants.com. I return at last. <laughs>